gotta be a way out. Uh, maybe there's a, a trick panel on the floor. Or, 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 or we can squeeze between the bars. Yes! Oh, oh, oh crap. Help, I think I'm stuck. Help, 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 ow, 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 ow. I guess that won't work. Look, I think we might need to figure out a bit more than this cage. I think there's a lot more going on, and at stake. Nick G is right. I've been analyzing the bars, and contrary to their rusted, old appearance, they appear to be quite sturdy and magically treated. I still have more to study, but they appear to be composed of some sort of special alloy of red stone, like that of Isla's time period, and magical crystal. I assume to be an addition from Ozzy? Neither my lasers nor Luca's fire will have any effect on the bars. Uh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Um, what if we took Robo apart piece by piece and fit him through the gaps? Yeah, uh, maybe that would work. I suggest we listen to Nick D. Thank you, Robo. We know that the Reptites have been showing up ever since T and I tore that hole in the multiverse, right? What else do we know? Well, based on Robo's analysis, when they took the key and opened a portal, more anomalies were created. And the source of the anomalies was the distant past. <sighs> I mean, that makes sense, right? That's where Zala is from. Plus, she said that thing to you, G, about changing the truth, or whatever that means. I get the sense... And Azala might be trying to change history in a particular way. There's a place I vaguely remember that had to do with dinosaurs and the future. What was it called? Dinopolis? Dinopolis? I've never heard about that place before. What is it? Oh, shit. Uh, it's complicated. I mean, all of this is complicated, but that especially. The short version is that it's a future where the reptites survived and the humans did not. Oh. Oh, that makes so much sense. Even though we offered to save her when Lavos arrived, she was resolved to her fate. It makes sense that she would want to try to save the reptites. But how did she get here? Yeah, I'm thinking about that too. T, do you remember back at Tyrannal Air when we added whatever that was to the Black Tyrannal's water? Sure. Uh, what are you thinking, G? I think something might have happened back then. The hairpin. They used to punch a hole through the universe. Do you still have it? Yeah, of course I do. It's right here. Let me just try to find it in this. Yeah, there. No, wait. No, no, that's not it either. Wait, no. Crap. Uh, no, I don't have it. Maybe it fell out of my pocket somewhere at the end of time. Maybe it got lost when we were in 65 million BC and Zala found it. I mean, maybe it did get lost there. So what? Are you saying she found a Dreamstone hairpin and built a time machine? That's a bit of a stretch. I know it's a bit out there, but it's not the strangest thing that's happened, right? Changing time is like ripples in a pond. We've seen it happen. When we give you that sapling, a lot of improbable things happened and then boom, forest. Hmm. That is possible. When I first met Azala, she was quite interested in my invention, the gate key. And the reptites certainly did seem to have an edge against the Ioka and the Laruba before Lavos appeared. If she were to have survived the fall of Lavos somehow, 
I wonder if... That'll show those humans. <laughs> what happens to those filthy apes is of no consequence. All that is important is the supremacy of the reptites. Sure, yeah, whatever. Even if we have to burn down the whole world to do it. Absolutely not. The world must live. She must be protected at all costs. Uh, it's just a vigorous speech. This world, our world, she is precious. She is to be revered and cared for. If any harm is to come of her by your hand, then your days are numbered, pickle man. Whatever. Please, can't we just get along? I hate it when you two fight. Warning. I am detecting new dimensional anomalies. It seems increasingly likely that Azal is at the heart of these anomalies, regardless of other factors. Fantastic. Well, things like we figured it all out just in time to see the end of this world. Still... Better than facing off against Lavos, I guess. Mm, no, 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 no. Oh, wait a minute. This is perfect. Uh, how? Just a second. Um, yes, yes. Uh, those two. Did you hear the way that they've been arguing? Sure, they forged some sort of horrible alliance that threatens to end this timeline as we know it. But it's unstable. Go on. Okay, hear me out. We know that Ozzy is like a huge coward at heart. He talks big, but when all things are considered, he's a pretty small fry. Azala, on the other hand, is a strong, principled leader. She's not going to take any crap from anybody. If we can just take that wedge between them and drive it just a little bit further, we might be able to use the chaos that ensues to our advantage. Sure, that makes sense, but we're still in this cage. You think they'll just let us out? We can't exactly just sneak away. Okay, I have no idea if this is going to work, but I think I've got a plan. Luca, what do you have in your bag? Oh, I have all sorts of things. Would you look at all that stuff? I've got power meals, turbo ether, slasher 2, and barrier spheres. Golden earring means less healing, headman scythe and dragon's tears. Raven armor, guardian bangles thing that measures all the angles. Feathers, petals, heavy metals, wires that I can't untangle. Magic capsules, several shelters, tome of spirits, iron smelters. Many potions, pungent lotions, key that I got from an elder. I can't wait to see where this is going. How the heck do you keep all that in there? I'm so glad you asked. When I was working with my father, Tabin, on the dimensional transporter. You know what? Maybe another time. All right, T, what's the plan? Looks like we've got literally anything from the, this world, if you know what I mean. Right. So if we take that and with a little help from Robo. Yeah. Yeah, I think we might be able to make some actual disguises. Disguises? You gotta check it work a second time? There's no way. I think it'll work. We'll just need a little help from Ozzy's friends. <laughs> oh shoot, we'll have to hurry though. Okay. Hello everyone and welcome to the Zeal Archives covering the A to Z of the world of Chrono Trigger. Today as we dig into the archives, we'll be talking about three characters whose background and origins are shrouded in mystery. 
and will probably remain mysterious even after we talk today. That's right, today we're talking about everyone's favorite condiments, vinegar, mayonnaise, and soy sauce. So I hope you're hungry, G. <sighs> hungry for condiments. Like, why? Why does a Toriyama always... Uh, like, for those who don't know, Kira Toriyama, the, the artist of a lot of the art in, in Chrono Trigger, I think he was pretty influential in making some of the characters. And he always has like a thing, like characters are named after groups of things. In Dragon Ball Z, you have the people named after underwear, your bra and bloomers and trunks. trunks. Yeah, I don't know how I missed that one. Uh, and like the Saiyans are all named after food. Yeah. Uh, and we see that continuing here with uh, everyone in English, Flea Slash and Aussie, or mayonnaise, vinegar, and soy sauce. Why? I mean, you think it's a little, a little shortcutty when Stanley's like, yeah, I just always give my characters uh, names that have the, f- the same letter for the first last name, like Peter Parker and Reed Richards. And, and Akira Toriyama's like, my character's named like Broccoli. <laughs> I mean, like right now, I'm pretty sure in Dragon Ball Super, they have like cauliflower, which is literally just cauliflower. That's right. Like what? Come on, try harder. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I think this plays really well into today's topic, like the the goofiness of it. A lot on the show, we've been talking about like the background of the game in terms of its mechanics, that is things that are written into the code or information that we get from firsthand sources. Like the game literally said this thing or a game guide, which is pretty close, literally said this thing where there was an interview with somebody and they literally said this thing was true. But in the case of the three characters we're talking about today, Maybe there are interviews or game guides or something that explain anything about their characters. But for the most part, there is so much we don't know. We can't even mine the appendices with Chrono Cross this time because there ain't nothing there for it. I mean, they're in it. They are. But the no information, like in Chrono Trigger, Ozzy a little bit. You kind of see Ozzy, you know, raising Magus and forming the army and stuff like that. But Flea and Slash don't exist in the world beyond being in this castle. (laughs) Yeah, well, exactly. Like they don't have relatives or anything no. in the world. We never see any characters that resemble them. There's there's no Slash like, like Ozzy has a, a lineage. Yeah. Flea and Slash, not so much. No. I also was thinking, oh, maybe some fans introduced some lore, some fan lore. I, I know that canon doesn't really matter. I don't care too much about canon, but it's interesting to see what is out there. And there's nothing. I couldn't find anything in, in the fan games Flames of Eternity or Crimson Echoes. Uh, or any of the other fan games. They're just like, nothing. (sighs) That seems so surprising to me. Apparently they play a small role in Flames of Eternity, but not much. So I think for today, what we'll do is we'll start by talking about the things that we know or didn't know that we didn't know. And then we can talk about the things that we definitely don't know. (laughs) So our known unknowns and then our (laughs) unknown unknowns. Yeah. So one thing before we get started too, even though Aussie Flea and Slash feel big in the context of the game, or at least in the context of my memories of the game, they're not actually in that much of the game. Not remotely. As I said, Flea and Slash you don't see outside. They're in Magus' castle and they're in Aussie's fort. Yep, that that is it. That being said, when you when you do fight them as bosses, the impression is given right away that these guys are important. Yes. These guys are, are formidable. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into that aspect of things. First, I'm going to drop some knowledge bombs on you that might make things a little bit interesting. The biggest thing that I found in terms of background on Fleazzy and Slash has nothing to do with, you know, their history or their lineage or what kind of creatures they are or anything that explains any questions that I have. But it does have to do a lot with differences in how the game was translated. 
there are some things that we know for like right off the top of the show. They're, they're not Aussie flea and slash. They are vinegar, soy sauce, and mayonnaise. I found out that in the pre-release, they had even stranger names. We still had vinegar, but instead of slash, we had wiener. Man. And instead of flea, we had ketchup. I mean, clearly wiener doesn't have the, uh, the kind of connotation that it does over here. <laughs> but, you know, wiener, not a condiment. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was the ultimate decision. And maybe mustard's less popular in Japan? We'll never know. Yeah, ketchup. I don't know, man. If, like, mayonnaise works better, but I don't know. <laughs> As I was doing the research, I was just kind of wondering, and I couldn't find a, an easy way to get the translation. But, like, in the English, they repeatedly say Aussie's in a pickle. I wonder if in the Japanese they actually said vinegar is in a pickle, which would be kind of interesting. That actually makes it a joke. That actually yeah. makes it a pun. Uh, I, I hope so. I, uh, there's like a whole retranslation effort. I'll have to like go through it and see if it's in there. And in terms of like things that we know that are probably obvious or, or well known to people who grew up around the time the game was released here in North America, while the Japanese names are condiments, the English names are famous rock band members. So Ozzy is Ozzy Osbourne, the vocalist from Black Sabbath slash uh, is Saul Hudson, a.k.a. Slash, the guitarist from Guns N' Roses. And Flea is Michael Balzeri, uh, a.k.a. Flea, a bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Again, that that's probably not surprising to a lot of Chrono Trigger fans, but it's a thing. So I guess that would make Magus the drummer? I can see that. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. He's got the hair. He's got like the, he's pretty beefy. I, yeah, that would yeah. work. You know, because you got, you got a vocalist, a guitarist, and a bassist. Well, he needs a drummer to finish the band. Do drummers normally drive bands apart? Uh, depends on the drummer. <laughs> maybe one of the rare drummer singers, uh, and then maybe that that might change things up. But uh, yeah, uh, promotion for Flea because Red Hot Chili Peppers would have been hot at the time, whereas the other two are like have had been around some more. I guess they were maybe just looking for for rock stars that have mononyms. I, I don't think we've talked specifically about the English translation, but we have alluded to it being done in a short span of time by one person. So it's kind yeah. of like. If you want to keep the theme, that like, sure, that's what you got. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Flea, yeah, yeah. There were, however, a lot of localization changes. Like, there are choices that are made, and it's interesting the choices that were made that mm -hmm. might change the characters in more ways than you'd expect. So, one example of like a translation change between the English and the Japanese: when you meet Ozzy in Fort Ozzy or Ozzy's Fort or whatever the heck it's called, in whatever translation of the game you're playing, you hear him address himself as the Great Magus Vinegar. Which one just shows how vain as fuck Ozzy is, mm -hmm. but two makes it much clearer that Magus, as in the character Janus or Janus, I don't know which one it is, is is much more evidently a title and not really a name. Huh? Yeah, it'd be Magus Janus, Magus Janus. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's that sounds like a mouthful. <laughs> Phonetically, it's not the best, but uh, it's like if he was called Wizard or something. Wizard, Wizard, Master Roshi. Yeah. There we go. There's some other changes like we know that Ozzy is kind of like a blowhard, but we don't really know how kind of like mean he is. So when you get to Ozzy's fort in the Japanese, he says, you're nothing but oh, sorry. In the English, he says, you're nothing but common thieves. Anyone who tries to steal my treasure is looking for a very cruel death. But in the Japanese, he says, come forth, my servants, make mincemeat of these bastards who are trying to take back the treasure that I carried off from Magus's castle. <laughs> which is just like what that's what we call an unforced error <laughs> <laughs> no one made him say that but <laughs> he said it also he says bastards 
Interesting. I'm sure that there's like, there's probably a bunch of words in Japanese that have more nuance. Like we have, these are the bad words. Like, you know them. Yeah. The word fuck is a great example of that. Like, it's just like, that's it. You've said it. It doesn't matter the context. It's, that's it. <laughs> there's also some interesting bits about their unique charmable items. Like the, the Aussie, the Aussie vest and, uh, no wait, Aussie pants. The Aussie pants flea vest and the slasher too. Yes. Yeah. Those yeah. are the ones. Uh, in the English, she says, these unique items make us invincible, which is like, haha, look at me, you can't stop me. And in Japanese, <laughs> he says, with these sure kill items we have equipped, <laughs> we'll beat you bastards to a bloody, lifeless, unrecognizable pulp. Friggin' yikes. These sure kill items. Sure kill. Zero percent chance that they will fail. They will kill you right now, dead. Two of the items are armor. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that one through. <laughs> Like, based on this so far, I just want a relation where it's like, where it has both. Like, he just says a bunch more stuff. Oh my god. There's this thing called Wondervar, which is developed by um, the person who does Legends of Localization. And it is an extension. It's like a little toolkit for emulators. Uh, particularly, I think it's ZSNES or like SNES 9X. And mm. you can build extensions for it. And some of those extensions will like show you um, the, the random number generator or like show you the original Japanese. Or if you're playing a Japanese game, it'll allow you to use Google Translate to like do a real time translation in like a sidebar. And it'd be really neat to see like the English version and the Japanese translation on like the side. Oh, that'd be great. But I, n I never found a way to make it work for the race against time. <laughs> Um, you also have like little bits that give us more of his character other than just being a blowhard. Uh, in English, he says at one point, Magus, you lied when you said you wanted to create a world of evil. You used me. Uh, but in Japanese, he says, Magus-sama, are you bent on beating me? Was our dream of fighting together and creating a world of demons a lie? World of demons is a lot more evocative than world of evil. I mean, this was a thing that I learned about. A lot of the translation, they had to tone it down to meet Nintendo's uh, standards. So gotcha. I have to make things very black and white. Hmm. I've still got a good game out of it, but yeah, I see. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Slash would get some more interesting translation bits in English. He's the dark art swordsman in Japanese. He's the literally outside method sword fighter, but the other translation is more like demonic arts swordsman. Cool. Frog and slash are more respectful to each other. For example, in the Japanese, you get, instead of his Sir Slush back and forth banter, you get, it's been a while, Dark Arts Swordsman Soisa. And he responds, I never even thought you would come this far, Glenn. If Cyrus hadn't been there back then, he would have had the same fate as well. Same as the corpses earlier. So he says Glenn. Yeah! He's not Frog. No. It's Glenn. And there's like tons of little bits that I'll include in the show notes. Obviously, it was made in Japan, so when I say it has anime vibes, it's not really helping anybody out, but in my mind, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. But there's, like, more of this, like, rivalry than just, like, I'm a, I'm like, what up, I'm a, I'm a swordsman kind of situation. Especially in this one bit where they, you face off against them in Fort Ozzy, where in the English, it's, at first, I really didn't want to slice and dice yet, but now it sounds kind of fun. And in Japanese, it's, I'm reluctant to cross swords with my former liege and one whom I revered. But if this too is fate, I doubt I can help it. The amount of personality that is thrown over slash like a blanket by inclusion of the word yeah, like <laughs> slice and dice, yeah, is in yeah, complete right? opposition to the Japanese version, which sounds 
like much more formal language. I'm sure it's like part of its character limit. Part of it is is time limitations, but it's it's just amazing because I'm I'm with you there. Like slice and dice gives you a different picture. Yeah, gives you a different picture. Um, and then we have flea, and flea has a bunch of stuff that doesn't translate really well, which is fine. Uh, the best example being flea's name in Japanese is Mayone. In Japanese, he ends his sentences with yone, which is kind of like ending every sentence with, don't you know? Like Tachiri from Fushigi Yugi. Yes, exactly. Except instead <laughs> of yone, it, it's not, for him, it's nano da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'd forgotten about that. Oh my God. It's a long time um, ago. Yeah, so long. Uh, in Japanese, that's supposed to be sickeningly cute, kind of like a cutesy schoolgirl age kind of way. Um, I mm -hmm. don't know enough about it. There's going to be a link in the show notes that shows you why Japanese is hard, but you can learn more about that ending. In the Japanese, Flea also uses different pronouns than uh, many male-identifying characters would, because Japanese has lots of different pronouns. I've linked mm. in the show notes to an article on the, like, 30 or so common pronouns to address Whoa. yourself. Flea uses the, quote, tough female style, which is atai, um, which is similar to Isla minus the speaking like a cavewoman. Hmm. And this should come as no surprise during the English localization. Um, Flea's character was partially lost because anything that was sexually suggestive or explicit had to be removed. So any feminine signifiers, a bunch of like tildes, long vowels, things like that were removed in the English version. Hmm. Interesting. Also, according to Chrono Trigger Ultimania, Flea has feelings for Magus, which I don't know where they got that from, but good for them. All right. I mean, the one the one thing I keep remembering, I, I, you know, I only know the, the English localization is is just the it's really going, what the? Hey, I'm a guy, um, <laughs> which they could have done a uh, zoisite and just been like, no, fleas, fleas a girl now, like in the translation theory, in theory, and avoided all of that altogether. But the fact that they did and turned him into what I can generally describe as Square's favorite femboy, at least from that era, is kind of nice. Yeah, it's like it's an interesting decision. I hadn't even thought of that, about that when doing the research because like I, I took a bunch of notes about Nintendo's code of conduct and stuff like this. But you're you're absolutely right. It would have been way easier to just like not do any of that. Yeah. Using Flea as an example, Flea isn't a big important character. He's not a, a Luca or an Isla or a Queen Zeal. He's he's a boss that you fight in one time period and maybe see one more time. They could have yeah just swept him under the rug. Yeah. But they didn't. Why is that? <laughs> no, they didn't. Too important. Well, actually, that I think, those were the little bits that I found interesting about the localization because they, they changed the characters a bit. Certainly, they give us a more serious tone compared to what I would describe as kind of cartoony in the English version. Yes. But the big thing that I wanted to ask you, mm -hmm. because like that's pretty much it. There's not very much about those characters that we don't that we know aside from that. Like that's everything. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> so the thing that I wanted to know and I wanted to ask you is why do these characters feel so much bigger than they are? Because they, as as we mentioned, they only show up in that one part of the game. They're not recurring characters, and they don't even impact the plot that much. I mean. I've like, <laughs> I was immediately left with an impression of Flea that lasted long after I'd forgotten about the other two. Right. And I think of it like, I often think of the other two because I'm thinking of Flea. I had, I don't think I'd seen a character like that in a game that I'd played 
before ever. When you brought up Zoicite, I'm like, oh yeah, there was Zoicite in Sailor Moon. That was yeah. a thing where they like they they changed the the story to make it fit. But I certainly wouldn't have recognized that as a kid, and I just, I didn't in the Sailor Moon case. And in Chrono Trigger, I just didn't think about it at all. But Flea Flea had that impact. That line, um, you'd think when I say that it stuck out that I'd remember the line, but it's, I haven't. Uh, just dan- dance magic dance. I think it's just all directs to dance magic dance. <laughs> <laughs> I have it written down, which is fortunate. Um, the, the lines, male, female, what's the difference? Power is beautiful and I've got the power. That line stuck out. It's like, that's, that's Flea. Flea doesn't give a shit. Flea is a man. Yeah. Flea is sexy as fuck yep deal with it like and that stuck with me way longer than anything else flea was absolutely unapologetic for joseph presenting the way he does and that was i don't think i'd seen in character like 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 in anything let alone video games to that point i was like i don't know 11 or 12 uh so i was like holy crow uh that's that's something i feel like if z were here he might cite tales of fantasia a game that i haven't gotten far enough into the game to to bring up the thing that i know about Mm-hmm. Uh, which is one of the characters, the the witch, I don't remember her name, but like the DJAP translation, which was like the English translation of the time that was available, has like this classic line ara- around like her saying like such and such fucks like a minx. <laughs> and like, I can imagine if I was growing up as like an 11 or 12 year old reading that line, I'd be like, holy shit. What? Like, you, can't have, you can't have sexual characters in like video games. Like JRPGs, that's not that's not a thing. Yeah. And Flea didn't go that hard. Like Flea didn't. No, Flea didn't get that far. But it's like I think that it's it's kind of that that hinting it's you can have different kinds of characters. Yeah, is that? And then yeah, <laughs> I think Flea is by far the most notable of the three. Uh, I mean, Ozzy Ozzy is funny when you're when you're chasing him throughout. Uh, he he's like specifically like a disappointment, right? Like he's his battle's not really a battle, and he's all talk. Slash would be more, I mean, Slash sort of alludes to having a history with Glenn, more so in the Japanese version. And the fact that he's actually tied into a bit of one of the main characters' backstories sort of sort of makes him a little more interesting. Though, like, a swordsman is not, not inherently that interesting. Yeah, I mean, this was the thing. I was like, oh, okay, we know that they're the, the I don't know, generals or elites of Magus or Ozzy or whoever's army. But I'm like, what do they do? Why, why are they here? Why is it these people? If Ozzy is so powerful, why do we only... Actually, sorry, let's skip Ozzy. He actually kind of is important to the plot. It's like, if Flea is so powerful, why do we never see him anywhere else? If Slash is so powerful, why do we not see him somewhere else? Like, what is their role? What is their function? Is it just to be Magus's like, guards people of the, the lair? Yeah. Why are they so interesting? Why aren't they just, like, larger, like, jabronis? Yeah, this is okay. This is what I, this is the thing that I kind of latched onto. And it's unfortunate because I want to say there's something deep and meaningful about Flea. Uh, yeah, specifically about Flea, mm-hmm. but also the other characters. And I think of them as we've talked about, Flea is probably the most interesting. But I think the thing that I, I came to was like something that I'd stumbled across in some of the other episodes we've, we've covered, which is that Chrono Trigger does an amazing job of making everything feel big and important. Yeah. Azala is like she is is she important it's like yeah I guess for like part of the game until she's dead yeah and yeah that's one of the it's one of the interesting things it's like like if in like D&D terms it it's you're not fighting you're not altogether like going through the dungeon and you fight a big dragon you're fighting another party 
especially when you get to the end of Fort Ozzy and you fight all three of them at once and they could do Delta Force. Yes. <laughs> Can't stop it. Yeah. So they're, they're not specifically mirroring party members, but I think as they're there as a team, supposed to remember, uh, resemble you as a team. Because they do double text, triple text, and, and all that. Oh stuff. yes, yeah, more so than anything else that you face until this point. Like you're you're facing real, they're, they're characters. They they don't feel quite like monsters. Even when yeah. you're facing like Azala, you're facing one character and a monster. When you're facing off against Queen Zeal, you're facing off against a character. When you face off against Queen Zeal on top of the Black Omen, you're facing off against a monster. Yeah. There was a, a really interesting point. Um, I think it was in, uh, the, I, I'd mentioned the book series previously. I can't remember what the name of it is, is off the top of my head, but it was breaking down Chrono Trigger mechanically. And I read a similar one about Final Fantasy VI. And it pointed out that Yasunori Mitsuda as a composer is really good in, musically in terms of like building music that fits a moment. Whereas, um, uh, who's the Final Fantasy VI? Is that Nobumatsu? Yeah. He's really good at making themes for characters that like this one piece of music conveys the entire character. Yeah. And I think that kind of applies to the game of Chrono Trigger as well, which is like every character, like when you meet them, like you immediately have a great sense of who the character is. But when you dig deeper, there's not like too much thematically there. Chrono is 100% not a super deep character. No. Neither neither for I Love, even Frog or, or any of the, the characters in the game. They're not super deep, but like you read their text. You see their actions and immediately you have a strong sense of who they are. That's true. Yeah, Robo. <laughs> you get it all right there. He's helpful. He's cheerful. It's, it's a good time. Like when you encounter like Flea, Ozzy and Slash, like you've only got like maybe 10 lines of dialogue between each of them. But immediately, you know, especially with Flea more so with flea than anyone else you know exactly who they are i mean flea's flea's immediately you know eligible nominated for for her best supporting actor right not 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 around for a long time but a very memorable performance oh my god yeah i want but i want so much more like i know i want more flea but i just want more of all of them i want them to be the team rocket of the game what's their dynamic when you're not there you know Oh man. <laughs> like we know that they fall apart as a team when Ozzy gets toasted at the end of Ford Ozzy, right? Like they start bantering when you beat beat them, right? That sounds familiar. That's been a while. I'll remember after August. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh but yeah, you don't see them in the in any of the endings. So you don't know, you I don't mean, know what yeah, happens. No, I guess that's true. Like yeah, with Glenn you you've got like that Cyrus closure. Magus, you get a little bit of Shella, depending on the version of the game you're playing. Like Robo, you get to see Atropos. Yeah. But yeah, not nothing. Nothing for these these three. Ozzy is lost to history, justifiably, and Flea and Slash just disappear. There's some of the very few that feel like like more like as you say, characters versus monsters. Right? And they feel like they're enough of not just an obstacle, but characters that you kinda want to see how it how it turns out for those crazy kids. Perhaps we should go to that other period. I believe you called it antiquity. When those fools thought that they dared to wield the power of magic. Though I loathe them, perhaps we can learn something from the apes. Yeah, and then we can burn their stinking city to the ground. (laughs) 
You stupid brutes. What was that, you old hag? How peculiar. What was that? Ozzy. Lord Magus? Why, Ozzy? Did you not inform me of the human interlopers? Unless you're prepared to face the void. Forgive me, Lord Magus. I did not know that you had returned. Oh, great, Ozzy. You should have stood back and let Flea take care of those Cretans. Yeah, I bet they'd be singing a different tune. If you hadn't been there to screw things up. Flea? Slash? You're both here too? We were helping Lord Magus show those wretched humans a good time. And we're gonna slice and dice them. But then we got caught in your trap. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Indeed. That someone of your intellect was able to devise such a contraption. Of course, Lord Magus. No human would dare stand in the way of the great Ozzy. I gave him a taste of doom. You dare take credit for my ingenuity. It was my design that allowed for the capture of those pathetic weaklings. What? You... uh, How dare you speak to me like that in front of Lord Magus? Silence. You brute. Remove this barrier at once. Azala... Should I? I suppose. Now then, who is this brilliant mind? My, my, Lord Magus. Flattery will get you nowhere. I am Azela, ruler of the Reptites, but soon ruler of this entire world. Peculiar. Your face resembles those foolish primates. What happens to this world is of no consequence to me, so long as I might extract the power of Lavos. Lavos? Wouldn't it be easier to summon that leviathan if you were to somehow meet it at its source? If that were possible. Oh, what a tease, Azala. You're actually kind of cute. Tell us more. If you were to have a device that could traverse all of time, you might be able to summon Lavos wherever it may be. Lady, please. Let's get down to business. Shrewd, I see. The device. I suppose we might be able to come to some... Arrangement. Yes, Queen Azala. I assure you we can come to an arrangement. There are few things I care more about. Ah, get off! Than taking you down. What? I can't believe it. Your stupid plan actually worked, uh, Yeah, of course it did. <laughs> oh, this makeup is still pretty smelly, though. Please remind me to never wear Flea's bustier ever, ever again. I don't know what this scent is, but I am not a fan. I was impressed by your performances. I think my laser light show and special effects really helped to sell the experience. I am so proud of you all. You tricked us! We did. And... 
we have one last trick for you. Throw the lever, Robo. Wrong lever! Oxy said I'm back You think this changes anything, primates? Think of all the horrible things mankind has done to your world. To ours. Azala, I... Can you not understand our desire to seek out a better future? Come on. I can help you. Absolutely not. The powers that be spoken. Hurry up! The future. The future? What about the future? Humans have no future. <laughs> <laughs> What was that all about? I... I don't know. Um... Okay, well, try not to worry. I'm sure that's not the last we've seen of her. Oh, no. What is it? What's wrong? The key. It's pretty damaged. Ouch! The damage is repairable, but the energy field is dissipating. Oh, dear. We've got a lot of anomalies to fix and not a lot of time. This is going to move up the schedule. Luca, is there something we can do? We we just need to fix as many anomalies as we can. And while that's happening, maybe I can buy us enough time to fix this somehow. Got it. Luca, we're here for you if you need anything. Thank you, all of you. I... I hope I can get them home. I hope I can fix this. The Zeal Archives is a NextCast production. If you have questions, comments, or criticisms, please get in touch with us on Facebook or Twitter, both at the NextCast. Special thanks go out to our voice actors this episode, Dan Charrington, aka The Video Ninja, in the role of Ozzy, Manda Whitney, in the role of Azala, Nick G in the role of his fictional self, quote, Magus, and discussion host, Nick T in the role of his fictional self, quote, slash, robo, and discussion host, Patrick Tricky Love Moylan in the role of Nisbel III, and SM Zelda Rules in the role of Luca Ashtier and, quote, Flea. If you want to learn more about the voice actors or topics covered in this episode, check out the show notes in your podcatcher of choice or at the source zealarchives.com. And lastly, we have a special announcement. All right, y'all. What anomaly are we visiting this time? I'm locking in the coordinates now. It appears to be a race against time. On August 14th and 15th, join the NyxCast family and a variety of guests for a 24-hour marathon to beat all 13 of Chrono Trigger's endings and raise money for Trans Lifeline. Trans Lifeline is a grassroots hotline and microgrants nonprofit that offers direct emotional and financial support to trans people in crisis. Donations like yours have helped Trans Lifeline to answer over 100,000 calls from folks in crisis and disperse almost $750,000 through its microgrants program. 
Our goal this year is to raise $2,400 as we complete challenges, giveaway prizes, and have a good time for a good cause. To learn more about the event, visit raceagainsttime.io or donate today at raceagainsttime.io slash donate. Hey, where did everybody go? Oh well, I guess I'll meet them back at the Zeal Archives. <sighs>